You can't handle the truth. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> You're gonna need a bigger boat. Get away from her, you bitch! The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. To infinity and beyond! Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Hello and welcome to episode 236 of the Samuel and Manuel Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sam Reimer. And I'm uh, Manny Manuel. Happy goddamn New Year to you, Manny. Happy New Year it's to you. It's good to see your face. It's good to be we gave here. We gave each other a big old hug. Uh, hiatus mm-hmm. is always a double-edged sword, you know? It is. It is. Uh, it's good to have some time away. It's good to have some time off. But, like, I don't know. We both love this thing that we do here. <laughs> we, do. we both love talking about movies. We both love we do. Uh, having you, the listener. Listen to us talk about movies. If yeah. you are listening, hello and happy new year to you and yours. Yeah. Hope you're doing great. Uh, we're happy to be back. Um, Manny, it's episode 236 today. That's weird. Wasn't that the Christmas episode? It was. How? How well, is that possible? We had uh, a very busy uh, holiday season. Yeah. And so an episode that we were supposed to record prior to our Christmas episode, Scrooged, uh, didn't happen. So... We pre-recorded Scrooged to try and uh, alleviate our busy Christmas time uh, schedule, and uh, we hadn't pre-recorded the one that was supposed to be two thirty-five. Yeah. So uh, Scrooged is technically two thirty-five, making this two thirty-six. Yes, that is how numbers work. So yeah. that's good that we clarify that. Mm-hmm. Um, so today uh, has become a bit of an annual tradition. We yeah. are going to be doing. Fourth annual. Our fourth annual. Thank you, Manny. Yeah. Fourth annual. 52 in review for the year 2022. Uh, it is currently January of 2023. We are in the new year. Um, and of course, the end of the year slash beginning of the year is always a bit of a time for reflection for everybody. Yeah. Uh, we in this podcast like to look back on the last year and pat ourselves on the back for a job well done or a job medium well done. <laughs> medium, <laughs> um, medium rare. I like it medium rare. Yeah, me too. There's a reason we're friends. It truly is. <laughs> you are a fan of a good steak, aren't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so basically the idea of the 52 in review uh, for people who are not in the know is that we look back on the last year. Um, we give out some awards to the movies that we talked about. Um, all of the movies that we talked about or all of the movies that had a devoted episode to them are eligible for these awards. There are 44 of them this year, which I think Manny is going to read to you in short order. Um, and really, it's just a, a, an excuse for us to do what we love, which is talk about movies and talk about ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah. two, of, two of our favorite pastimes. Um, the rule, I guess, is that uh, Manny goes first in even years. I go first in odd years. Yep. With this being the discussion of 2022, Manny is going to go ahead and lead us off for all these categories this Indeed. year. Indeed. Um, there is... Uh, what else do we have for rules on this? I, I have written down... I don't think this really applies this year. I guess it kind of does. Um, I have written down that nominations have to be... Uh, for one film so for example yes. uh, when we did the back to the future movies in a previous year uh, we had a rule that we couldn't nominate christopher lloyd for an acting award for all three movies we had to select one we had to Correct. choose which movie he was best in or we had to devote 
you know, three nominees to, to just him yeah. if we wanted to. Yeah. As an example, one year I uh, nominated John Williams for, for best uh, score for Star Wars Episode Four and Star Wars Episode Five. Yeah. So I'm sure had, that won't come up again. So I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to use two slots. Yeah. Two slots for that. Cool. I think that's pretty much everything. Um, you nailed uh, it. I, I guess I should also say that uh, these are largely our favorites. There's a there's a few of these categories that are titled like they would be an objective truth. But as with most things in this podcast, we're talking about us. We're talking about our favorites. We talked about what we enjoy. So there, uh, there will be a best picture category. But I mean... It's really what our favorite movie of the year was. Yes. And of course, for some of these categories, Manny and I will give five five nominations each and a winner each. And for some of them, we'll just give a winner each. Yep, correct. I think that just about covers it. Cool. Before uh, we get going, uh, we've got um, some... I, I think you're going to list off the candidates, what's eligible, and then we're going to get into some, uh, some of our favorite things, which is statistics. Yes. <laughs> but prior to that, I do want to give a shout out to uh, the podcast, uh, podcast like it's 1999. Uh, that's the podcast I uh, ripped this idea from. So I, I just wanted to give them a thank you and a shout out to their podcast, which uh, they're wrapping up their podcast. Oh, they're they're finishing it up. They are. Their whole podcast concept was they are going to watch every movie from 1999. Whoa! And they have now completed it. That, how many movies is that? 240. Wow. And so uh, they they literally just finished it up, I think, within the last couple of weeks. And one of the hosts is stepping down. He's uh, he's done. He uh, he's got four kids. Oh boy! <laughs> and he is a uh, he is a professional screenwriter. He's writing for um, uh, the Step Up TV show. Oh, they're making a TV show of that, hey? They've no, it's been it's already been on for oh. a while. Well, apparently the I feel like I have seen some advertising on that, but clearly it hasn't worked very well. Yeah, so he yeah he, he's doing that. Uh, the, the other co-host uh, he is also a screenwriter, if I'm not mistaken. One of the two of them is responsible for the idea or something along the lines of that. Oh God, damn it. Um. That really popular TV show that had all the fictional fantasy characters in it, like oh, uh, Once Upon a Time. Yes, is that it? I can't remember. Anyways, two guys, great chemistry together. Uh, one of them is stepping down, the other one is moving forward. Uh, I think he's. I don't know what he's. Do I think I don't know if he's going to have guest hosts with him every week, but I think he's moving on to 1992. Mm. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but anyways, I wanted to give them a shout out. Um, an absolutely excellent podcast. They have wildly different ideas on movies and stuff, so it's very entertaining. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great podcast. So I just want to give them a shout out uh, for the idea that I blatantly ripped off. Sweet, yeah, blatantly, blatantly, love it. All right, so let's get into it. Here are the films eligible for the awards that we are. Giving out I, I will tonight. just interject here Ooh, yes. that you don't like the next two to five minutes might be a little dry. You can go ahead and skip ahead if you don't want to hear it, and you can just look back on the list. But if you do want to hear it, movies are eligible. You can definitely do Does so. Does it take me two minutes? I can't remember how long it took you. I remember being surprised at how short a time you were able to do it in last okay. year. So right. let's see. I'm going to time you. All right. You say go. Go. All right. The movies are A Few Good Men, A Knight's Tale, Aladdin, Alien 3, Basic Instinct, The Bodyguard. Booksmart, Boys in the Hood, Bugsy, Chaplin, City Slickers, Coda, The Crying Game, 
Dave Dunkirk, The Exorcist, The Fugitive, Groundhog Day, Hook, Howard's End, In the Name of the Father, Indecent Proposal, JFK, Jurassic Park, Malcolm X, Mrs. Doubtfire, Philadelphia, The Piano, The Remains of the Day, Reservoir Dogs, oops, that shouldn't be in there, uh, Scent of a Woman, Schindler's List, Scrooged, Shining Through, Sleepless in Seattle, Some Like It Hot, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, Swingers, Thelma and Louise, Tombstone, True Romance, and Unforgiven. A minute and eight seconds. Not bad. That's better. I really thought it was going to be a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that checks out. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I guess I will also add on here. It's as natural time as any. Uh, listeners of the podcast will know I took a little hiatus in the yep. summer, so I missed a few episodes. As such, uh, there's a few movies which will be ineligible for awards for me. Uh, those are Aladdin, Alien 3, Chaplin, Malcolm X, The Bodyguard. All right. Uh, so 44 films, Sam. I kept track of how many you hadn't seen before. Hmm. That was a first watch. What's your guess? We watched a lot of 1991, 1992, 1993 movies. Um, so are you? In, are we scrapping the ones that I uh, didn't watch this time around? Yeah, those five are uh, were ineligible in my count. Okay, so I'm gonna say so thirty nine of the thirty nine films. Okay, I'm gonna say a good chunk of these. We're a first watch. I'm going to go with 20 first watches. Nice. 23. Okay. Nice. That's over half. Yeah, that's a lot. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I was five. Five first-time watches. Nice. I'm going to try to copy these down as quickly as I can. Sure, as well. no worries. <laughs> All right. Uh, the average meta score of the 44 films that we watched, Sam, last year's uh, average meta score was 71.5. Are you taking the over or the under this year? There's... Oh, that's tough. There's definitely a lot in like the '90s in here, but we also watched some sort of some stinkers. <laughs> uh, I will take the under. You'd be correct. Seventy point eight. Ooh, barely. Nice. Yeah. Uh, five highest Metascore movies in ascending order. Do you want to? Do you want to take a guess? Okay. Uh, can I reference the list as well? Or Re- reference what list? Like the list of movies. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to go... Well, Schindler's List is a pretty obvious one. That's the number two. That's the number two. With a Metascore of 94. Who didn't give it a perfect score? I don't know. (laughs) Like, that boggles my mind. Who was sitting there watching that, like, in all honesty? In all honesty. Like, obviously, maybe, like, some truly uh, disgusting people might be watching that and didn't like it. But who's sitting in that theater, like... Yeah, this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> I told you that my parents walked out of Schindler's last day. Yes. Yeah, but it was because my mom was upset. Yes. It was, it was very emotionally And drained. that's understandable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Schindler's is number two at 94. Some like it hot. That is number one at okay. 98. Uh, we are going to go with The Exorcist? Nope. The Crying Game. That is number four at 90. Okay. The Piano? At number five, 89. What, uh, what number am I missing? You're missing number three, which is also a 94. 94. Not a 19, 1994 film. The score oh, is sorry. 94. Yeah, okay, got it. Howard's End? No. Uh, this surprised me that it's this high, but it's Dunkirk. 
That is, that is surprising. I yeah. remember being surprised by that when yeah. we did it. Okay. All right. Uh, lowest Metascore movies. I have five listed. Uh, okay. Uh, Shining Through. Uh, what? Oh, no, sorry. That doesn't have a Metascore, actually. Yeah. That doesn't have a Metascore because uh, that was the worst picture nom yeah, that we did. But um, it, it didn't have enough reviews to get a Metascore or something like that. Indecent Proposal? That is number one. That's the lowest, hey? The lowest. I remember 30, being surprised by that as 35. well. 35. That is not the worst movie we talked about there. I'll spoil yeah. that right now. Um, what else do we got here? Where is Shining Through? Oh, there it is. Yeah, no Metascore. Okay. In my, like, I want to say The Rise of Skywalker is on there, but I think it was reviewed a little too well. Nope. Not is, on there. Which is unfortunate. Um, Scrooged. Uh, n- number two at 38. Okay. Um, what else do we number got? Number three is a film that you didn't see. Oh, okay. What is it? The Bodyguard. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that was bad. 39. And then... And then number five is another film you didn't see. It's Chaplin. Really? 47. Oh, in my head, that's like a really well-reviewed movie. I know. I guess not. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just the performance that was really well-reviewed. And number four is a movie you and I both really liked. I think I know what it is, maybe. Okay. Is, it, is it Mrs. Doubtfire? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Basic Instinct. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, some solid movies in that bunch. Yeah. That must be an indication that we watched some good movies this year. Yeah. I'll I'll just reiterate that Shining Through uh, did not have a Metascore. Yes. But probably would be on that list if it did. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Um, Sam, in 2021, you gave out 12 five-star reviews. That's a lot. How many did you give out? Are you going the over or under? I'll, I'll take the under. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What, what's your guess? I'm going to say like seven. Nailed it. Nice. <laughs> In 2020, two years ago, okay. Manny gave out 11 five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. In 2021, Manny gave out 11 five-star reviews. No way. In the 20- triple crown? In 2022, Manny gave out 11 five-star it. reviews. You are nothing if not consistent, sir. I'll <laughs> yes. see you here next year for the next 11. <laughs> um. So you had seven, I had 11, we had six films that we both gave a five to. So six films joined the Sam Pantheon. Mm-hmm. So that means there's only one movie that I gave a five to that you didn't? Correct. And I know what it is. What is it? It's Dave. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm so happy you gave a movie five. <laughs> that, that episode made me so happy. Yeah. All right. Do you, want the, do you want the six films? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Booksmart. Jurassic Park, Coda, Schindler's List, A Few Good Men, and Unforgiven. Cool. Uh, Sam, in 2021, you gave out three two-star reviews. Are you taking the over or the under this year? I gave three last year? Three. I will take the over. Correct. I gave more than that. You did. Four. Four. Just yes. barely. In 2021, I gave out seven. Two-star reviews. Holy smokes. Are you taking the over or the under? You gave out less than that this year. I gave out one. Wow. Yeah. We did. I gave out four twos and you only gave out one? Yeah. That's it. That's actually a sizable gap. It is. <laughs> and we didn't share any two-star reviews. Okay. Actually, I just want to go back on this a little bit. Yes. <laughs> I just want to reiterate, you had... 11 five-star movies and yes. one two-star. Correct. And seven five-star movies yes. and four two-stars. Correct. I, I did not enjoy this year nearly as much as you do. It would, Correct. It would appear. Correct. Okay. So, no shared films. No shared films with twos? Uh, no shared films of twos. I guess a couple that you... The one that you 
the one that you gave a two, which I know what it is, is shining through. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't give it a two. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam, in 2021, you gave out three one stars. How many did you give out in 2022? Over or under? Mm, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to try not to look at the list for this. I can only think okay. of two. I can think of two off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, under? Correct. The two. Yeah. Uh, I gave out two one stars in 2021, and the model of consistency continues as I gave out two one star reviews. Nice. I can't. Remember. We shared one film. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of what your other one is, though. That's interesting. My other one. Hold on. Let me take a look. Uh, because we didn't do an episode on it. Okay. Got it. <clears throat> and Sam, in 2018, your average rating of the movies we watched was 3.6. 2019, you increased it to 3.7. In 2020, you went up to 3.8. In 2021, you dipped back down to 3.7. Are you taking the over or the under on 3.7, Sam? Uh, just judging by the statistics we've already gone over, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm taking the under on this. Okay. Uh, you are exactly the same. Oh, I should have guessed post. So over the course of the year of the entire podcast, you averaged 3.7. That's okay. a that's a good rating. Yeah. That's like me, and especially because I gave out fewer fives and more twos. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so last year, I was a 3.6. Sam, are you taking the over or under? Uh, I think I'm taking the over. Yeah. Over. 3.8 for me. You enjoyed this year just a little bit more. I did. Our top five listen to episodes in ascending order. Do you want me to give five through two and you can try and guess number one? Sure. All right. Number five, Schindler's List. Interesting. Number four, episode 200, True Romance with Michael Chardulo. Number three, the top 10 of 2021. Our second most listened to episode was Tombstone with Mushhead. Nice. Would you like to harbor a guess what our number one most listened to episode was last year? I think, I, you might, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Well, first of all, I really hope it's one that I was on. <laughs> it was. Okay. It was. That would be that would be yeah. kind of crushing. <laughs> that would be. That would not be pleasantly that would surprising. Be devastating. <laughs> uh, I really hope it's Booksmart. Nailed it. Nice. Good. <laughs> I'm really happy about that. Me too. Yeah, that's a great movie. All right, Sam, our least listened to episode last year was the heartbreaking Bull Durham. Yeah, which we both love. We both love that movie. Yeah. What do you think our least lesson to episode was this year? Just doing the one? Just doing the one. Yeah, I only do one. I'm going to say Shining Through. Incorrect. Okay. This one was surprising because – do you want to harbor another guess? Or do you want to know why it's surprising? Why is it surprising? Because this was voted on by the fans. It's The Exorcist. Oh, that is surprising. Yeah. Come on, people. Fuck you. You guys made us watch it and then you'll <laughs> fucking listen to it? You guys suck. Yeah. All right. So those are all the stats. Cool. As always – these episodes are for me and Sam. You're yeah. going to have to sit through that. Next year, I'm going to think of more stats. Half the episode will be stats. 
<laughs> and then the following year, the entire episode. Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, I had an idea for something I meant to talk about before we got on there. God damn it. It's okay. You can always hit the pause button if you want. And totally you could. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Okay. I was just going to save it for the end of the episode anyways. Okay. That's okay. Fine. Oh, do I have to burp? Hold on. All right. Our, <laughs> so, like we said, uh, it is an even-numbered year, so Manny will be leading off. I'm going to open a can of Coke here. Okay, you do it. <sighs> oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. Coke, give us free stuff. Nice. Please. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> All right. Our first award of the evening is the red carpet look male. So this is goes to the best dressed. Now, normally, I have nominees. This year, I won't lie, I got a little lazy, and I just have a winner, as Sam does every year. Yes. So my winner for red carpet look male goes to Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men mm. in his navy blues. That's good. Thank That's you. a good answer. Thank you. I... Went to, I went a little old school. Ooh, as, I matter, like- as a matter of fact, I went very old school. I went medieval. We're talking Heath Ledger in A Knight's Tale in his ball gown. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the one made out of the, the tent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, he gets points for looking like Heath Ledger, who was a very attractive man in his prime. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I'm a tent. Tent wear. I'm gonna put tent wear. You're not a fan of that answer, hey? I'm, I'm a fan because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now, uh, now the, the female portion of the red award. carpet look female. This was actually, in all honesty, one of the easiest answers for me. Me, me too. Actually, like as you know, I just kind of whipped out an answer. I was, yeah. I was kind of scrolling through the options. There was a few candidates I thought could have been it. Then as soon as I got to this one in the list, I was like, oh, it has to, it has to. Interesting. Be I'm. I'm praying we have the same one. Yeah. My winner goes to Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct, oh. the white outfit from the interrogation. That was my first one. I was like, oh, it's probably going to be that one. It's not. Um, so the two, like, I know I'm not really doing nominees, but yeah. as I was going through, I thought uh, Sharon Stone for sure. And yep. then I went, uh, maybe it could Demi, uh, could be Demi Moore in, uh, in Indecent Proposal, that black dress that she wears. That's oh, kind of nice. good call. And then I went further down the list. And if we're talking glamour, like, yes. How can we not give it to Marilyn Monroe? The dress she wears in uh, in some like it hot. I want to be loved by you while she's singing that song. That that had to be it for me. Good, good yeah. call. Yeah. Good call. Props for Sharon Stone though, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Um, best surprise. Uh, this award goes to a movie that exceeded our expectations. Again, no nominees for this. Just a winner. Um, this one was a little. A little difficult for me because I only had five films I'd never seen before. Mm. So I went with uh, the movie that, while I only gave it a three, I was going in with really low expectations because this movie was hated by PFG Rachel, and that's the piano. Yeah. I really liked it. I know you didn't like it as much as I did, but I really liked it. Yeah, that's a... Your answer of that for best surprise is a surprise for me. <laughs> I won't. Uh, I won't lie to you. I, I'm just scrolling through all of the all of the movies to make sure what I'm about to say is true, and I'm pretty sure that it is. Okay. Um. So this was one of the easiest questions to answer for me. I'm sure you probably know what my answer is anyway. Um. Of all, we already talked about the fact oh, that this is gonna I, make me happy. Yeah, I know it's about to <laughs> for sure. Uh, we already talked about how I gave fewer fives this year than in any year before. I think I gave seven total. Yeah. I was just checking to see if this is true, and I believe that it is, that only one of those fives was one that I hadn't seen before. Almost. Almost? Yeah. So uh, if I can 
I can give you my correction now or after you reveal your Okay, well, I'll reveal my answer. It was okay. it was head and shoulders, no contest, Dave. Dave <laughs> blew me out of the fucking water. So we weren't even we weren't even supposed to review it. It was a last minute replacement for another movie. I think it was when we couldn't find the piano. We were Correct. I think the piano was not available for streaming anywhere and it was like a few days before we were going to record. We're like, "Hey, why don't we just do this other kind of fun comedy from 93?" And I really wasn't expecting anything of it. And I gave it gave it a 5. I like instantly fell in love with the movie. Yeah. It was yeah. really good. Uh, what was the other one? That the I only other one was one that you said you you couldn't remember. So I count you. I said I'm going to count this as one you haven't seen. It's a few good men. Okay. Yeah. I I was pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure now that I hadn't seen that movie. But if we're talking specifically in the context of biggest of surprise, biggest surprise, like I was pretty confident I was going to love a few good men. Uh, Dave, I it was totally not even on my radar. Yes. So I've oh I'm so <laughs> happy right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah your love of dave and recording that episode was so much fun i really want to rewatch it <laughs> you say when i'm in mm-hmm. i'm in let's record another episode on dave oh yeah let's do it all right uh all right our first acting category best supporting actor uh we actually also forgot to mention we should be mentioning who won last year so oh, yeah. let's start doing that now sure. so my winner for best supporting actor last year went to samuel l jackson for pulp fiction mm. uh did you want me to just say yours? Because I have the list. Uh, I have last year's okay. uh, pulled up as well. Okay. So. so your winner was? My winner for Best Supporting Actor was John Cazale in The Godfather 2. Cool. So my nominees this year for Best Supporting Actor are Rafe Fiennes as a, as a Eamon Goth in Schindler's List. Mm. Uh, Gene Hackman, Little Bill Daggett, Unforgiven. Val Kilmer, Doc Holliday, Tombstone. Troy Kotzer, Frank Rossi, Coda, and Jack Nicholson as Colonel Jessup, A Few Good Men. So are we doing noms and then noms, then winner, then winner? Correct. Okay. All right. My five nominees for uh, Best Supporting Actor. Troy Kotsur as Frank in Coda. By the way, I, because I'm lazy, I always go alphabetical by movie for each I know. of these categories. I know. So that's the difference. Um, Troy Kotsur for Frank in Coda. Yep. Ving Rhames in Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. In Hook. Nice pick. Rafe Fiennes, Schindler's List. Yep. Val Kilmer, Tombstone. Oh, I can't believe Val made your list. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, you did. Manny, who's taking on the hardware? This was hard. Yeah, this is this is consistently a good category. But I have to be honest. I had to go with the one that meant the most to me. Mm. So my winner this year for Best Supporting Actor goes to... My Huckleberry. <laughs> Val Kilmer. Val Doc Kilmer. Holler, Doc Holliday. Tombstone. There's there's a lot of Homer picks in these categories. I like to keep the Homer picks in whenever I can because it's fun, you yeah. know? It's not it's not necessarily fun if we just all have the same the same answers yep. and everything. But if I'm being honest, it was really it was really a two horse race. Yep. Um and I just I have to give it to when we talked about this movie, uh I was just blown away that this person didn't win Best Actor, and that's Ray Fines in Schindler's List. Nice. I actually was already writing down Troy Kotzer. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I have to be honest on that one. All right. Um, Schindler's do, do Do I want to go back and just uh, talk about the win- the previous winners that we missed real quick? Oh, sure. Let's do that. Okay. okay so uh, why, don't we, why don't we go back in the order that we did them? Okay. So working backwards. So sure. your best surprise? My best surprise last year was uh, Sense and Sensibility. As was mine. Okay. Okay. 
my red carpet award female was uh, Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction pre-overdose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine was Jamie Lee Curtis uh, from True Lies in the black dress. Nice. Good call. Yep. And my red carpet award uh, was a two-way tie uh, <laughs> between uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber, the blue and orange suits. And mine was Arnold Schwarzenegger, True Lies, his white tuxedo at the beginning of the yeah, film. Which is fine. I had blocked that movie from my memory. Yes. And I have. did it again. And I'll forget about it again. Perfect. Cool. All right. Best Supporting Actress. Uh, I won't lie. This was actually really hard to do this year. Uh, mm. I actually found it really difficult to find really kind of blow me out of the water supporting actress roles. I, I agree with that. I agree. There were I had a couple of Homer picks this year to kind of fill in the gaps, but I agree this was a, a bit of a tough one. Okay. Uh, so my nominees for Best Supporting Actress are <clears throat> Linda Blair, Regan, The Exorcist. Here's my Homer pick, as well as, as always, I want to try and highlight at least one comedic role. Mm. Billy Lord as Gigi <laughs> in Booksmart. Okay. Uh, Marley Mantlin as Jackie Rossi, Coda. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, Sugar King Kowalski, Some Like It Hot. Interesting. And Anna Paquin, Flora McGrath, The Piano. Yeah. Okay. My nominees. Yes. Billy Lord, Booksmart. Yes! <laughs> yes! Linda Blair, The Exorcist. Love it. M. Beth Davids as Helen Hirsch in Schindler's List. Yes, good, good pick. Good pick. Anna Paquin, The Piano. Uh, Francis Fisher, Unforgiven. Strawberry Alice. Strawberry Alice. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah, I did have um, Jackie Rossi uh, initially in uh, mm -hmm. Last Minute Cut. Yeah. Last Minute Cut. This was really hard. And I won't lie, right now I'm looking at who I have uh, picked as my winner, and I want to change it, but I'm going to keep it. So my winner for Best Supporting Actress this year goes to Marilyn Monroe as Sugar King Kowalski. That's a really surprising answer to me. I I remember us liking her performance, but there was all, also all this stuff about how she's reading cue cards yep. on set, and like you can even see in some shots that her eyes are like moving along with what she's I know, reading. But I... I I just can't. I just can't get over how, what a presence she was on screen. Totally, and like it's, it's she's such an icon, and it's one of her most iconic roles. I just, you know, as far as performance is concerned, I, I have to respectfully disagree. And that's totally yeah. fine because my heart wanted to give it to somebody else. Yeah, I am going to give it to Linda Blair for The Exorcist. That was my original first choice, not not who I wanted my heart to give mm -hmm. it to. But the majority, I, I, the problem with that pick for me is a lot of it is the voice, and she doesn't do the voice work. Also, also a, a fair point. Yes, very fair point. There is even in the even in the scenes where she's possessed, there is still a fair amount of physical and facial acting that she's doing. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I uh, this was just hard. I, I won't lie. I'll just reveal it now. My heart wanted to give it to Billy Lord. Yeah, right? It, it took everything for me not to give it to Gigi. <laughs> Gigi is such a great character in yep. that movie, man. I fucking love Booksmart. Yep. Um, I forgot to mention it again as well. I think we both had Uma Thurman last year for Pulp Fiction for this. Oh, no, we did not. Okay, I had Uma Thurman. I had Kate Winslet for Sense and Sensibility. Nice. A very All good right. pick. Linda Blair. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the Expired Milk Award. Uh, this is the movie that has aged horribly. Now, my last year's winner was the same as Sam's. We both picked True Lies. Uh, the problematic relationship between Harry Stamper and his wife was uh, very difficult to overcome. It was tough. Uh, this year, the there really was only one film for me to pick, 
and uh, that's because the hmm, I don't even know how to uh, say this right. I'll just say it. The winner for the Expired Milk Award, the movie that has aged horribly, is The Crying Game. Okay. I have a different answer. I'm (laughs) terrified. (laughs) This is the one that always breaks my heart. Do you want to say something about The Crying Game real quick? Just uh, why it's expired? This was a candidate for me, for sure. Yeah, it's... The only word that comes to my mind is the sexual politics. Mm. But that doesn't even accurately describe it. It's... the, The movie... The movie was ahead of its time at the time, but its depiction of transgender people, not flattering. No. And very, very transphobic. Yeah. Uh, so it hasn't aged well. But at the time, uh, it was very... Very cutting edge <clears throat> to even be talking about these things. Yeah. 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 I get that. Um, my pick... Oh, don't fucking look at me <laughs> for the movie that's aged horribly i don't think you're gonna be angry about this but i think you'll understand where i'm coming from at least okay. i hope i hope so my pick's the piano okay yeah interesting yeah i again i'm sure at the time it was uh it was uh, very well it, i mean at the time it was very well, well received just i want you to just picture this manny it's 2023 and an oscar like critically acclaimed movie is coming out and it has the plot of i wish i would have written this down has a plot where a a disabled woman this this main character is mute uh is coerced into allowing someone to pay her in sexual favors and the two wind up falling in love like that is not a plot you would find in a 2020 <laughs> that is not a very uh like i know the term woke has some like very negative connotations that's that's not a very current not a very hip plot to a movie that's fair so uh let's just say that plot is one that uh would not come out today okay that is why it is the expired milk award uh that's totally fair okay and thank you for not breaking my heart because i was looking what did you think i was gonna say i had no idea (laughs) but the way you were looking at me i'm like he's gonna tell he's gonna pick something i really fucking like i'm like looking i'm like what the fuck could it be no the piano all right next up best score last year my uh award went to thomas newman for the shawshank redemption sam who won yours? Uh, Alan Silvestri, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Looking Gump. looking back, I kind of really wish that I gave it to James Horner for Apollo thirteen. I know. <laughs> I know. That score's really good. I in my when we got when we got to that award, I'm like, mm, Apollo thirteen's winning for Sam. Yeah. And you picked Forrest Gump. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, my nominees for best score for 2022 are Mark Shaman, City Slickers, John Williams, JFK. John Williams, Jurassic Park. John Williams, Schindler's List. And Hans Zimmer, True Romance. Mm. Oh, I forgot that Hans Zimmer did True Romance. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, I have five nominees as well. Um, first one is for James Newton Howard for Dave. I, you t- raved about that score. I you did. love that very score. Much in, very much in love with that score. Yes. Uh, number two is Hans Zimmer, Dunkirk. Mm. Uh, number three is John Williams for Hook. Yep. And I'm about to sound like a broken record because then we got John Williams for Jurassic Park. Yep. And we got John Williams for Schindler's List. Cool. Uh, I have a pretty good idea on who you picked. Yeah, and I think I have a pretty good idea on who you picked as well. All right. So why don't you reveal my winner? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Manny, your winner is Schindler's List. John Correct. Williams. Your winner is Jurassic Park, John Williams. Correct. <laughs> uh, we know each other too well. We do. Uh, I will say, uh, while I was revisiting uh, scores for this year, uh, not as strong a year 
as uh, as others. It was hard. There, there was a bunch of movies where I just went, yeah, it was kind of okay. Um, I do kind of wish I had thought of City Slickers as well. I didn't revisit that score before coming on, but mm-hmm. I do remember really liking that when we uh, discussed that movie. Yep. Um, also, uh, if we're going to do biggest surprise for scores, which we're not. Um, <laughs> Dave? <laughs> Dave, yes. I was going to say Hook. Oh, And yeah. it shouldn't be a surprise because it's John Williams, but that is considered apparently by many fans of John Williams to be one of his best scores. I did not know that. Like when I think of iconic John Williams scores, it's not one of one of the ones that I think of, but now it is. That's a really, really fun score. Yeah, it was a good score. I remember I remember us discussing that. We were both uh, pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. by how good it was. All right, uh, best chemistry. Uh, this award goes to uh, on-screen chemistry, either uh, romantic or friendship or comedic timing together. Uh, either way, it's just however we, we want to use that term to do, determine our winners. Uh, last year, we shared winners from different movies. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Uh, so we had Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, Jalen Silent Bob. Um, Sam picked Dogma. Mm-hmm. I picked Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. It was basically because we had done the Viewers Universe uh, as a series, and their chemistry together was just basically undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um. My nominees this year for Best Chemistry are Caitlin Dever and Beanie Feldstein, Booksmart. Tommy Lee Jones, Joe Pantoliano, Daniel Roebuck, L. Scott Caldwell, and Tom Wood, the U.S. Marshals from The Fugitive. Cool. I like that. Rarely do we have uh, Best Chemistry among more than two, but it is allowed. Yep. Uh, Vince Vaughn and John Favreau, Swingers. Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis. Thelma and Louise, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood, and Morgan Freeman, Unforgiven. All very good picks, sir. Awesome. A little bit of overlap. I have Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone, Basic Instinct. Oh, that was my last cut. <laughs> that was my last cut, and I wanted to keep them so bad. Beanie Feldstein, Caitlin Dever, Booksmart. Nice. Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver, Dave. Uh, okay. <laughs> Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon, Some Like It Hot. Excellent. Susan Sarandon, Gina Davis, Thelma and Louise. I'm a little surprised you didn't go with Kevin Klein and uh, Bing Rames. Bing Rames. Yeah, that's true. That's also that's also a really good pick. Yeah, my winner goes to the incredible, undeniable, smile-inducing, heartwarming chemistry between Caitlin Dever and Beanie Feldstein. Man, we have the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No surprise there. Honestly, when I like, I am actually I always with this um, format. I always pick my winner as I'm going along. Like, obviously, I prepare the nominations in yep. advance, but I always pick my winner as I'm going along. Um, and this has been the first category with nominees where I'm like, it just has. There's only one. There's, yeah. there's really only one answer. This the the worst part. The, the the hardest part for me is that um, I really, really, really want to give it. To the U.S. Marshals mm. or to Thelma and Louise. Yeah, Gene Davis and Susan Sarandon would be a really good But one. I couldn't. I tried so hard to rationalize not giving it to the girls in Booksmart, and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Any time I start thinking about Booksmart, I'm just filled with joy. All right. We got something new coming up. <laughs> I really hope this experiment works. Yeah, we are going to try something new. And we hope it works. If it doesn't, uh, I truly, truly apologize. We're going to do best quote. Now, 
Last year, uh, my best quote went to uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, Jules uh, trying to be the shepherd speech in Pulp Fiction. Sam, your winner was? What is it you want, Mary? You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, Mary. That's It's a Wonderful Life, obviously. Now, Sam and I have always been enjoying reading the quotes and trying to do our best uh, impersonations of the people doing it. We are actually going to try to play the quotes from the movie itself. So, first up, here is my first nomination for best quote. This is awesome. I'm an author. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> it was an ad? <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. Uh, thanks, YouTube. Yeah. So, let's go here. Let's try it again. My apologies. I'm so glad it didn't work. That makes it even better. I wonder if the others are going to do that now. That was great. All right, here we go. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time or the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> That's Colonel Jessup from A Few Good Men. My second nominee for best quote. <laughs> Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. <laughs> is that going to get in there every year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had to put it in. Nice. Uh, that is Ned from Groundhog Day. Next up, my third nomination. My lords, my ladies, and everybody else here not sitting on a cushion. <laughs> equals for you are all equally blessed for I have the pride the privilege nay the pleasure of introducing to you a knight sired by knights a knight who can trace his lineage back 
beyond Charlemagne. I first met him atop a mountain near Jerusalem, praying to God, asking his forgiveness for the Saracen blood spilt by his sword. Next, he amazed me still further in Italy when he saved a fatherless beauty from the would-be ravishings of her dreadful Turkish uncle. In Greece, he spent a year in silence just to better understand the sound of a whisper. And so, without further gilding the lily, and with no more ado, I give to you the seeker of serenity, the protector of Italian virginity, the enforcer of our Lord God, the one, the only, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein! So that is, of course, uh, <laughs> Paul Bettany. In A Knight's Tale. I want everybody to know who's listening to this. Manny and I are giggling <laughs> and mouthing along to a number of these quotes. I have no idea if this is translating to the podcast at all, but we are having a great time. We certainly are. We certainly are. All right. My fourth nominee for favorite quote. This is a complete Homer pick because this actually carries some very personal, uh, uh, deep personal meaning for me. Okay. This My, is number four. Number four. Yeah. Number four. Yeah, I shouldn't be surprised. That's from Swingers. Yeah. And my last quote for 2022 is an ad. <laughs> Let's A just... fucking ad. All right, here we go. Hold on. Wretched slugs. Don't any of you have the guts to fight for blood? I'm your Huckleberry. There we go. I'm your Huckleberry. Those are my five nominees for best quote. That was great. Please please excuse the sound of my computer turning its sound on. There it is. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip my first one because I'm not going to subject the people to another two-minute uh, rendition of Paul Bettany giving uh, <laughs> the, the very same speech from A Knight's Tale, but uh, that is number one. Okay. Uh, number two. Uh, here, well, let's see if this works. Hopefully no ads. All right. How dare you say that about my best friend? Amy, you fucking slap me. Say anything like that about yourself again, I will fucking lay you out. That is uh, Caitlin Dever and Beanie Feldstein from Booksmart. Oh, <laughs> I love you. That is an excellent choice. Okay, uh, number three. The bitch hit me with a toaster. <laughs> I can't believe you did that one. I'm so happy. The bitch hit me with a toaster from Scrooge. That's Bill Murray. Number four. Is this picking up on there, by the way? Yeah, it's doing all right. Okay, do our best. How did you get over it? I mean, how, how long did it take? And sometimes it still hurts. You know how it is, man. It's like you wake up every day and it hurts a little bit less, and then you wake up one day and it doesn't hurt at all. And the funny thing is, is that this is kind of weird, but it's like it's like you almost miss that pain. 
That is Ron Livingston and John Favreau in Swingers. That's a great pick, dude. That that quote really really hit me. Really hit home. Awesome. And number five. Hey, Ed, what an ugly thing to say. Oh, ugliness. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? You know, Ed. If I thought you were my friend, I just don't think I could bear it. <laughs> And that is Val Kilmer in Tombstone. I really hope that worked. It, and I really hope that didn't sound like shit. Me too. Uh, looking at the um, the sound levels, it looked like it picked it up fairly okay. okay. The, the hard part for me, though, was turning it down in time before you started talking. Oh, yeah. So your voice might come across a little loud. That's okay. All right. Sorry to the, all the people with uh, headphones. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Uh, my winner is... Colonel Jessup's speech. Oh, damn. That is my winner. Okay. As I say, I uh, I do all these on the spot as the categories come across. And having just listened to all five of these, I have no fucking clue <laughs> which one of these is, is my favorite of the bunch. Um, God damn it. I think when it comes down to it, I need to come up with a tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker here... What is the tiebreaker here? It has to be... Uh, the delivery of all of these is great, so I think it has to be the writing. And the writing of the speech from Paul Bettany in nice. a tale nice. is really top notch. So I'm gonna go with that one. Paul Bettany from a Knight's Tale. Um, by the way, honorable mention, one that gutted me to have to cut. Uh, I would have taken a bullet for you, Bing Rains. I was wondering if that was I gonna make it gutted as I deleted it. Oh, sorry. What was your winner? It was uh, my Colonel, Colonel Jessup. Jessup's. Yeah, Colonel Jessup from A Few Good Men. Yeah. Well, I really hope that that worked out. Let us know, would you, if you're listening? Yeah. Yeah, please do. Please even do. even if your review is, "Hey, that was garbage. Don't do that again." Yeah, please <laughs> let us know, please. Yeah, you gotta let us know because we might start doing it in episodes going forward. <laughs> <laughs> All right, worst performance. Uh, we shared a winner last year. Uh, Hayden Christensen for Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Oh boy, did we ever! Yeah, that was bad. My nominees for worst performance are Melanie Griffith as Linda Voss shining through Whitney Houston as Rachel Marin, the bodyguard Ian McDermott Emperor Palpatine Star Wars Episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker that's good yeah that's a good one Chris O'Donnell Charlie Sims Scent of a Woman and Daisy Ridley Ray Star Wars Episode oh, 9 The Rise of Skywalker that makes me sad I know because she's fucking delightful in The Force Awakens yeah but she is not good in the last one. Oh, that's sad. No, I'm sad. I don't disagree <laughs> with you. I'm just sad. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Worst performance. Five nominees. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Give them to me. Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell in Hook. Oh, fucking good pick. Chris O'Donnell, Scent of a Woman. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Manny. Karen Allen, Scrooged. Oh, you just hurt my heart. <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. Michael Douglas, Shining Through. Melanie Griffith, Shining Through. Oh, I was like, if you put Michael <laughs> Douglas and not Melanie Griffith... Manny, who is your winner for worst performance, and why is it Melanie Griffith? It's not. What? No. Get out of here. Not even close. What? Not even close. Wow. This is a performance I've hated since the very day I saw it back in 1992. Chris O'Donnell. Wow. Charlie That's, Sims. That is a surprise. Scent of a woman. We, we definitely harped on that performance, so it's not, a, it's not a surprise that you think it's bad. I'm just surprised that you think it's worse than my winner, which is Melanie Griffith for Shining <laughs> That is just an abysmal performance. It really is. And I can't argue for it. I think what it is is that 
Chris O'Donnell wrecks what could be an otherwise absolutely set of women is already really good. Mm-hmm. Imagine how much better it could be with somebody that could act in that performance. Yeah. Imagine Matt Damon in that role. Mm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the move. Yeah. Is that who it was supposed to be? Was there a casting thing? Everybody was up for that role. Yeah. Like everybody was fighting for that role. <laughs> they fucking landed on Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Best cinematography. Now the first two years that we did this, we actually shared the winner. And then last year we split apart as my winner went to Darius Kanji for seven. And you gave yours to Greg Fraser, Dune. Excellent choice. My nominees this year for Best Cinematography are Stuart Dryberg, The Piano, Jack Green, Unforgiven, Hoyt Van Hoytma, Dunkirk, Janusz Kamiski, Schindler's List, and Robert Richardson, JFK. Well, I'm just realizing I forgot one on here, so that's unfortunate, but I'm going to leave it as I'm going to leave it as is. Okay. Okay. Uh, so cinematography nominations we got dunkirk uh by hoyt van hoytema who by the way if we were giving out an award for funnest name to say probably would take home the hardware this year <laughs> jurassic park dean kundi okay schindler's list janusz kaminski uh the piano stuart dryberg and tombstone william williams fraker i forgot unforgiven and i'm really mad <laughs> <laughs> that's all good uh, my winner, now the second time he has won Best Cinematography for me, Janusz Kamiski for Schindler's List. Yeah, I think this is an easy one. I have the same. Uh, runner-up for Funnest Name to Say, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wins the award, but gets the runner-up for Fun Name to Say. Yeah. <laughs> um, biggest disappointment. Now. We had some discussion about this one off air. We did. Biggest disappointment is for our... Our watch during the review, not when we first saw the film. The reason we're clarifying is that Sam and I both easily would have given this to Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. But we had already seen it. We had already seen it. When reviewing for the podcast. So it wasn't a disappointment, again, even though it was. It actually kind of was. It arguably still could win. Yeah, it arguably still could win. But I wanted to pick something I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Or along the lines, maybe something I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, mine was a very, very, very easy pick. Uh, where is it there? I'm trying to find it. There it is. Uh, what? That's fucked up. That can't be true. Hold on. I got to quickly look at something. Um, Do you want me to give uh, my winner? Yeah, would you mind? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, in the uh, in the event that Rise of Skywalker, um, not was it, it wasn't ineligible, but it wasn't able. I didn't feel comfortable picking it because I was expecting to be disappointed. If that makes sense. Um, so I went with a movie that I didn't have much expectation for, but I did know that it had a sky high meta score going into it. So my biggest disappointment was Howard's End this year. That was mine. Great. <laughs> For some reason, I didn't have the Metascore listed, and I was like, I needed to know what it was. Um, yeah, uh, a Metascore of 88. Uh, numerous uh, Academy Award nominations, and we had just watched uh, The Remains of the Day. Uh, Which was solid. It was good. Like, we saw... When I watched Remains of the Day, I wasn't bored. It, was, it wasn't It was a movie that I really had 
much enjoyment to ever try to revisit or anything like that. But it was enjoyable. Last minute cut for best chemistry for me, Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson. Oh, nice. Yeah. That would have been a great pick. Yeah. So when we went into Howard's End, 88 Metascore, same director. I was like, and we have Anthony Hopkins again. I'm like, okay, this should be along the same lines. And this was one of the most boring films I've ever watched. This would be right up there with Gosford Park for me, hmm. for a movie that just bored me to tears. Uh, Howard's End was such a disappointment. Uh, it, 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 made me, it made me sad. And it was so slow. Yeah, it took forever. Yeah. I, if I'm being honest, I was barely paying attention by the end. I, I just could not be bothered to focus on this on this train wreck yeah uh, wow is that the <laughs> that's the first uh first time we've shared the winner uh since we both picked gosford park <laughs> <laughs> is that the same director uh gosford park yeah no gosford park is robert altman oh okay, okay. this is james ivory right okay. uh last year we forgot to mention your winner for biggest disappointment was Jane Silent Bob reboot. Oh, was it ever? Yeah, uh, and for me was uh, a little heartbreaking to you. It was sorry to bother you. Yeah, and that was my honestly that was my biggest disappointment is that you were disappointed <laughs> by that movie. <laughs> uh, favorite episode. So this one is we have to pick an episode where we reviewed a movie. We're not doing our year in review or top 10 list or 52 in review. Yep. has to be an actual episode where we reviewed a, reviewed a film. This was a toss-up for me between two where I had the most fun. Um, last year, uh, we uh, shared uh, our, our winner. We, our favorite episode was the same. It uh, was Pulp Fiction. Uh, episode 168 and 168.5. Yeah, a two-parter, a four-hour <laughs> epic. A two-hour. Uh, this year, uh, I'm... I'm picking this for one. It was really fun to review, and two, it was everything surrounding it. My winner is Coda. Oh shit! That's actually a good pick. I kind of wish that I had picked that. I, I do have another answer that I'm happy with. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I guarantee that for sure. I'm. I'm. I have. When it comes to your pick, mm -hmm. I have one of two. I think it might be, and I'm either one will be fine. Yeah. I'm picking Coda because. We jokingly said we were so excited. I we had mentioned I I'd said Coda looks to be like the front runner to win Best Picture, and we said on air if Coda wins Best Picture, we're recording an episode. It wins. We record that episode the next week, and we were so excited that your and I's number one film of the year wins Best Picture. We had to record an episode, and it was an absolute blast. We were just on this high of our favorite film actually winning best picture uh it just made recording the episode so incredibly fun yeah code of Coda that one me. was a blast we just came into it like fucking giddy we yeah. really were um i think if memory serves i think we recorded like three episodes that night uh so i remember feeling a little loopy by the end yeah um but yeah that was that was just like the like you say the context surrounding that really made that episode a lot of fun awesome um, I had a few candidates. Um, like I, I didn't really intend to give nominees, but like the other ones I was considering for this were okay. um, the Rise of Skywalker. Because whenever we have a chance to collectively shit on a movie, once in a while, like if they were all bad movies, I think it would kind of suck. But once in a while, having the chance to team up to really give a movie a movie a pounding is is a lot of fun. Agreed. Um, also, another candidate that I had was uh, 
my triumphant return to the podcast in episode 222 for the unforgiven uh that was, yep. that was really fun or just unforgiven sorry um i i wound up landing on uh, one that just one that surprised the shit out of me it was my biggest surprise of the year and i don't remember having this much fun talking about a movie uh as i did in episode 198 dave that was that was a lot of fun just the discovery I, that was one of those ones where uh Again, I never rate. I always rate a movie on air. I never try to give it a rating in advance because sometimes talking about a movie will bring out certain things about it. And I kind of realized as we were sitting here talking to each other, and I was just giddy and I was just beaming. I was like, "Wow, I really fucking love this movie." I really, like. It would be dishonest to not give it a five. At oh, that I point. love it. So, uh, yeah, I think Dave is, is the winner for me. That was Coda's a really good pick. Uh, I I thought you were gonna pick Dave or Booksmart. Those were the two yeah. I had in my mind. Booksmart was another fun one for sure. Awesome. Oh, that makes me. I, I just I <laughs> love how much you love Dave. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Favorite scene. Always one of the toughest ones. Always one of the toughest ones. Uh, behind the scenes thing. Uh, <laughs> I. I think you probably have the same process. Yep. One of the reasons that preparing for this episode takes so long is that favorite quote and favorite scene, we choose one for every movie that we do. Yep. So what I do is I go back into all my notes through the year yep. and compile an entire list of all my favorite quotes and then tediously, just one by one. Delete. Delete, delete, yep. delete. And it's fucking tough. Yep. It's really fucking tough. So uh, I think you do the same thing. Right? I do. Yeah. It's really difficult. So uh, Manny, the, the best of the best, the cream of the crop. Uh, what are your five? Well, my favorite scene last year was from Pulp Fiction, Jules and Pumpkin at the Diner. Mm-hmm. Who took it home for you? <sighs> Forrest's monologue. Forrest's monologue at the gravesite at the end of the movie. All right. Just, just phenomenal. All right. I want to cry just thinking about that. <laughs> my nominees for favorite scene in the 52 in review are A Few Good Men, The Colonel Jessup Cross-Examination, Booksmart, The Stop Motion Barbie Scene. City Slickers, Best Day, Worst Day, Coda, The Audition, and Schindler's List, Liquidating the Ghetto. Whoa. Whoa. That's a, that's a 180 for tone. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Five nominations. Best scene. Jessup on the stand. A few good men. Nice. Catherine Trammell, Interrogation. Love Basic it. Instinct. Oh, I love it so much. Ruby Sings for Her Dad, Coda. I knew you were going to pick that one. <laughs> Attack on the Jeep, Jurassic Park. Oh. Uh, the pistol twirling and Latin conversation between Doc and Ringo, <laughs> Tombstone. <clears throat> My winner for favorite scene in 2022 is the one that makes me cry <laughs> every time. It is the audition scene. From Coda. Nice. Mine is also the one that makes me cry every time. <laughs> it's the singing for her dad scene <clears throat> in Coda. <laughs> Didn't that... Win our Sampas too. I think it did. We just wind up talking about the same few movies here. I don't give a shit. It's great. Neither do I. All right. Best actress. My winner last year was Amy Adams for Arrival. Mm-hmm. Yours was? My winner was ooh, Emma Thompson, Sense of Sensibility. Excellent selection. My nominees for Best Actress are Ellen Burstyn, Chris McNeil, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Gina Davis as Thelma in Thelma and Louise. Emilia Jones as Ruby Rossi, Coda. Susan Sarandon as Louise in Thelma and Louise. 
and Sharon Stone as Catherine Trammell. Basic Instinct. All right. Five nominations. This was actually one of the tougher categories. I was really happy that this was a tough category. Me too. Because it never is because we don't talk about enough movies with uh, strong female leads. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did this year. Yeah. We had some really great ones. We had some really, really good ones. And it was tough. Um, Okay. Sharon Stone, Basic Instinct. Yep. Caitlin Dever, Booksmart. Nice. Beanie Feldstein, Booksmart. Those were my last two cuts, (laughs) by the way. Gina Davis, Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Susan Sarandon, Thelma and Louise. (laughs) (laughs) My winner in a loaded category, but I knew it was my winner, hands down, not even close, Sharon Stone as Catherine Trammell, Basic Instinct. Hands down, not even close. Yeah. That's strong words. I think my winner might surprise you. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with it. We're going with Beanie. Nice. Book smart. Um, the reason I say it might surprise you is because previously I think uh, I've really You've... Har- I've really harped on Caitlin Dever. Yep. I've really uh, talked about how much I love her performance. But the last few watches I've had of Book Smart, um, I've just come to appreciate what Beanie Feldstein's doing comedically a lot more. Um, That's they're totally both fair. excellent. They're like 1A, 1B. Yeah. Everybody in this category. Uh, broke my heart to cut Sigourney <laughs> as well. Um, From Dave? Yeah. That's a supporting performance. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad I didn't do it then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Beanie. Cool. Beanie's the winner. And sorry, yours was? Uh, Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Right, naturally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best actor. <clears throat> my winner last year was uh, a performance that I have widely considered and often spouted is, in my opinion, one of the top five, maybe even top three performances of all time. That's Al Pacino in The Godfather Part 2. Mm-hmm. And yours went to? I remember this being controversial. Yes. <laughs> because it's a, support, it's a supporting performance. Whatever. I gave it to Sam Jackson. <laughs> For? Pulp, fiction. Pulp fiction. Pulp fiction. Yes. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's a supporting actor. Yeah, there's role. always, like, I'm surprised we haven't encountered that yet. Maybe we, maybe we still will. Who knows? All right. My nominees for Best Actor. Uh, I won't lie. Uh, I actually was a little kind of underwhelmed by the... I actually felt like I had more to choose from in Best Actress than I did Best Actor. Yeah, I I felt the exact same way. Cool. As always, wanted to highlight comedic performances mm-hmm. when I could. So my nominees are, as I say, I, I lead that off, and I start with Clint Eastwood, William Money, Unforgiven. <laughs> yeah, super underappreciated. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks, Andrew Beckett, Philadelphia. Kevin Klein as Dave Kovic, Dave. Liam Neeson. Oscar Schindler, Schindler's List, and Denzel Washington as Malcolm X in Malcolm X. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just remind people here as well. Uh, while Denzel is reportedly one of the greatest performances ever, ineligible for my list. I didn't yes. watch Malcolm X this year. Yep. Um, cool. I have Kevin Klein for Dave. Nice. The other Kevin for JFK. <laughs> that would be Costner. Uh, Robin oh, Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire. I love it. Tom Hanks, Philadelphia. Yep. Liam Neeson, Schindler's List. Wicked. Yep. So you have Kevin Klein, Kevin Costner, Robin Williams. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and Liam Neeson. Yeah. It's, a strong, it's still a strong category. It is a strong category. Yeah. My winner, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's Denzel Washington for Malcolm X. So I have heard. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have the luxury of pick, picking a consensus all-time great. Uh, at least not uh, head and shoulders like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? I still don't really know. That is going to be a safe pick. That would be interesting. 
who do I really feel is it? I am going to go. You know, I really like this performance for a long time. It might this might be an underwhelming pick, but Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, I really I really do love that performance. Kay. I know you were not as uh, enthusiastic about that one as me, but I really like that one. I think it's a good performance. I ju- when we rewatched it, I was, ju- I was just kind of blown away at how good Denzel is. Yeah, and I feel that his performance in there was really underrated mm-hmm. because of how good Tom Hanks is. Sure. Okay. I was holding out hope you were going to give it to Kenneth Klein. Yeah. I <laughs> really, I I'm like he, I think I Kevin Klein might pull this off. No couldn't do it that was when i was just thinking about it and i said that one would be interesting that would be interesting yeah but no. i'd be super super fucking happy yeah all right we're down to the last award now we have it listed as best film it's just what we're calling it but this is definitely our favorite yeah now i want to stress that we're not trying any we're not trying any measure of objectivity here no nope. this, this is all this is personal preference so because of that i actually changed my answer today so my nominees for best film, a.k.a. favorite film, mm-hmm. are A Few Good Men, Booksmart, Coda, JFK, Schindler's List. Oh, last year's winner for me was Pulp Fiction. My all-time favorite film. Yeah, big, big shocker on that one. Yeah. Uh, mine was Forrest Gump. Nice. Your nominees are, ooh, and Go Slow. <laughs> Go slow. Okay. I got to try and type them all out. All right. A Few Good Men. Oh, nice. Is the first nominee. The second nominee is Booksmart. <laughs> Why? You seem so surprised. We are got the same first two. Okay. <laughs> Coda. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Okay, now we're finally different. Unforgiven. That's a great list. Yeah. Thought so. So the first three we have overlap? Yeah. Okay. But you did JFK and Schindler's. Schindler's, right? And you did Jurassic and Unforgiven. Yeah. So we still have we still we have a Schindler. We, I mean, right, we, have, we a have a Spielberg. We have yeah. a Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. I just want to st- I I just want to stress that for the first time in the four years that we've been doing the fifty two review, none of my all time top top twenty were a film that we reviewed. And I don't know if that's the case for me as well, if it's the first time ever, but none of mine are in there too. I No, I can tell you right now that in 2019, Saving Private Ryan, we both picked. Yeah. So that's that, your, that's That was number four on both of our lists? No, my, mine was like number six or seven. Oh, okay. Oh, no, maybe it was number four. I thought we had it both at the same okay. number. I remember that. But. In 2020, I think it's your number two film, Scooby Hunting. Yep. My number three film, Back to the Future, wins. Okay. The following year... I think a little bit higher. I think you said around 11. Forrest Gump. Yeah. And my number one film, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. So this is the first year for both of us, I guess, that first neither year. of us have our top 20 of all time list to lean on. Yes. But my winner goes to a movie that is going to crack the top 20 the next time we do it. Yeah. And that is Booksmart. This is really tough <laughs> for me. Because, again, I don't have that list to lean on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have it down to a two-horse race right now in my head mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i just gotta go ahead and pick one yeah and you know what it's the one that i've seen more and it's the one that i quote more and i think it's the one that i'll probably go back to revisit more frequently and that's book smart oh fucking a <laughs> yeah it was between that and coda <laughs> um, um i kind of uh, by the way i was going to say 
I'm pretty confident that you had your answer as Schindler's List. That is 100% correct. Yeah. yeah. But I, you changed it when you re-listened and realized that we're doing favorites. Yeah. Like, I immediately put Schindler's List down as my As, order. like, best-made movies. Yeah. And I was like, how, I'm like, how could I even put anything besides Schindler's List? And then I listened to last year's episode, and we stressed that this is favorite. And I'm like, well, I love Schindler's List. And I actually can rewatch it. But if we're talking about favorite film, I gotta put Booksmart down. Yeah. I gotta. Now, earlier on in the episode, that wraps up our 52 in review. Mm. Earlier on in the episode, I said I forgot to mention something yep. that I thought might be fun okay. for the episode. We could do it live. <laughs> It would just take a little bit of time. Bill O'Reilly style. Yeah, we'll yeah. Do it live. Fuck it. We're wrapping up our year. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have a little fun with our letterbox rating? Oh, ranks? yeah. I was going to suggest the same thing to you, and I didn't wind up doing it. Okay. We both have our stats handy. Okay. okay. I can pull up my letterbox for sure. Right. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Let's do stats. Fuck. I meant to actually suggest that. I can't believe that it, this actually slipped my mind. I'm so glad that we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Currently uh, loading. Okay, I got my 2022 stats pulled up for Letterboxd. Okay. So, you know what? Let's do I'm going to do this. I'm going to write it out as we go along as well. Okay. So, we should start with the first one. Um films watched, right? Oh, yeah. This is you're <laughs> going to dwarf me in a lot of this. Well, yeah, but films watched. Sam, how many movies did you watch? In 2022. I actually, this isn't bad for me. This isn't bad for me. 147. That's really good. Yeah, given that, like, basically through the summer, I was averaging, like, a film a week. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty low. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. So, as we talked about numerous times, I set a goal. And I, I'll state right now, you're never going to beat this number. I don't I don't know if you're ever going to beat this number that you have. Can you see it from there? I, I, no, I don't specifically know okay. what it is. I know, I know what ballpark it's in. Okay, though. so my goal was to average a movie a day for all of 2022. Yeah. So I needed to get to 365. I did 390. Yeah. And, like, if you're listening to this and you somehow don't know who Manny is, like, <laughs> this is not put it on in the background while you do something else sort of watches. This no. is, like, phone on silent, get some snacks, sit down on the couch, point your eyes at the TV. I would say of those 300, in all honesty, mm-hmm. of those 390, I would say maybe maybe 30 to 35 were background ones yeah where i was watching where, it while folding laundry they it i would say about what would that be like less less than 10% had my 100% of my attention i'm going to go ahead and guess though that of those movies that fit that description, a hundred percent of those were films you had seen several were, times. Were before. rewatches? Yeah, that is one hundred percent. Like true. not even first rewatches, like like multiple watches yes. before. Yeah. All right. What stats do we want to do next? I don't know. Um, Let's scroll down. We don't need to worry about averages. Okay. Well, why don't we just do this? What was your fir- what was the first film you watched? First film I watched started off the new year on a rather depressing note uh, with Beautiful Boy. I haven't seen that. With Timothy Chalamet and Steve Carell. Okay. Gave it a four. It was a pretty solid movie. Mine was a movie I really enjoyed, uh, but a lot of people hated. Uh, and that was uh, Matrix Resurrection. Oh, okay. Uh, a movie I really, really liked. Resurrection. We'll just do that for now. Um, what was the last film you watched? Finished it off on Glass Onion on, on December 29th. That's a good pick. Yeah. Glass 
Glass, Glass Onion, Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, or whatever the full title is. Uh, mine is a movie called Tigerland. Okay. It is, uh, it's the movie that um, basically uh, launched Colin Farrell's career. Uh, it's a really very ultra-low-budget um, Vietnam movie um, directed by Joel Schumacher. Hmm. And it's just about um, – it's basic. remember the first half of Full Metal Jacket? Them yep. training? Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Okay. It's just the full movie of that, uh, but not that quite that intense. Um, fucking fantastic. Really, really good. All right. What stat should we do next? Uh, no. Um, okay, let's do this. How many of your um, film were uh, first-time watches? Uh, first time watches were sixty eight percent. Ooh, that's good. A hundred movies is hundred movies on the dot, and that makes thirty two percent rewatches. Um, first time. I like having a high number of uh rewatch or high number of uh, first time watches. Do you say sixty? Sixty eight percent. Sixty eight. Good for you, sir. Yeah. Well, I mean, I owe a lot of that to this podcast. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is uh fifty three. Yeah. I'm surprised there's that many movies out there that you haven't seen at this point. I agree. Um, but I think you owe a lot of that to, like, when we do a year, you do the entire year. Like, you you watched, I think, like, 50 movies for 1992 or something. Like, or 60. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of those were first watches. Yeah. Um, I'd love to – this might take a second. I'd love to get my average rating for the whole year. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'll be able to do that. Uh, I can do it kind of quick here. Um, give me vamp about something. Okay, I I think what I can do here. I want to see if I can find this stat real quick. I want to see what uh what the most films I watched in a week was. Uh oh, come on! I thought I had it. I think it's seven. Yeah, that seems low to me. I feel like I watched more than that. I don't know. Let's say it's seven for now until I can get evidence to the contrary. Okay. I probably watched more than that. Um. Okay, Sam. Hold on, let me just do this right now. Sixty. Sorry, I know I didn't vamp long enough. No, that's right. (laughs) I'm just trying to see if there's a week I did any better on it, but I think I had one week of six, maybe two weeks of six. Yeah. I think I only had one week in the summer where I didn't log a single movie. Really? Yeah, I had one week in the summer where I didn't log a single movie. The rest were all like ones or twos. Uh, this that was when I was at uh, peak busyness. Yeah, February 12th to 18, logged seven whole films, which is disappointing, honestly. Kay. What else do I got in here? Uh... I also log. I'm gonna go with this. Okay, off the top, uh, the very top of my uh, letterbox year in review stats. I got 147 entries as we covered already. Reviewed eight movies. Uh, looks like I published four lists. Liked 116 of the 147 that I watched, and logged 277.9 hours of watch time. Fuck, that is a lot of time out of my life. That certainly is. What is that like? 11 or 12 days of movie watching nonstop. Yeah, 11 or 12 days. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, we really should have prepared this before. I know. Copy. Paste. Perfect. Okay, Sam. Yes. Going through your ratings, I'm hoping that you only gave full marks instead of half marks. That is correct. Perfect. Can you give me how many? Can you hover? Can you hover over and tell me how many five star re- re- reviews you got? Thirty. Thirty. Fours. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Three. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Twos. Fourteen. Fourteen. And ones. Four. Four. That didn't work the way I wanted. <laughs> That's okay. Easy fix. Uh, this is going to. Copy here, paste here. This is going to be. You're calculating both of our average scores for the year, I think. Yeah. Okay. Done. <clears throat> Over the course of the year, Sam's uh, average rating on a f- on the films was a three point seven. Mine was a three point five. So did I have the exact same rating that I had for the 52 in review? Yep. <laughs> I have nothing if not consistent. Year Sam, 3.7. And Manny was a 3.5. I'm... Everybody's probably tuned out anyways. Oh, yeah. But that's fine. Uh, okay. Who is your most watched star? Most watched star. I think I know who this is. Let me scroll back up to that. Uh, it was J.K. Simmons, six films. Six films, all right. Yeah, what nope. did I have? I had him for La La Land, Juno, Jennifer's Body, Palm Springs, Zootopia, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. Uh, mine's Brad Pitt with 13. Holy shit. Yeah. Man's in a lot of movies. So if you click on him, it tells you what it is? All right. Yep. Moneyball 7, The Big Short, Troy, Thelma and Louise, Bullet Train, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Oceans 13, Oceans 12, A River Runs Through It, The Lost City, True Romance, and Spy Game. Wow. Good on you. All right. Most watched director. Do you even have one? Yeah. I mean, I had I had a two-way tie. Four films each. Okay, hold on. Director. Oh, well, I spelled that wrong. Sam, uh, who you got? I got Spielberg. Really? Yep. Uh, Hook, Schindler's List, West Side Story, Jurassic Park. Okay. And we got Henry Selleck. Henry well, Selleck? He's cred- technically, he's credited for The Nightmare Before Christmas, and that's not really true. Uh, oh, no, sorry. No, that is true. Tim Burton uh, falsely took credit for it. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, I've got uh, Henry Selleck for Nightmare Before Christmas, Wendell and Wild, James and the Giant Peach, Coraline. Okay. So the uh, it's, so it's four? Four each, yeah. And, the, and did you say you have three? Two-way tie. Two-way tie. Yeah. Okay, with four. Yeah. All right. Uh, we share the Spielberg. director, Spielberg, <laughs> uh, with seven. Yeah. And I actually plan, uh, I think I might tackle his entire filmography this year. Whoa. Yeah. Well, one of my, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, screen drafts, the, the podcast I stole the draft game from, mm-hmm. um, January is all Spielberg. And are you going to actually watch all of them? Like, even um, Jurassic Park, which we just no, watched. no, 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 no. I, I want to basically. I want to. I want to rewatch ones I haven't seen in a long time. No, I'm not gonna be able to do that because I'm I'm leaving out the ones that we're gonna be hitting for the review of the podcast. So I might 
try and watch all the ones that occurred prior to 1990. Even that's a big tackle. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I've got maybe one other that I just want to discuss on the stats list before we get off of here. Okay. Um, if you scroll to the watch list stats. Watch list stats? What was your ratio? Where do, of, I, where do I do that? Uh, it is right after um, the watches versus rewatches. That, those whole pie charts and right before uh, the star uh, most watched star oh right, right there yep yeah the watch cool. list yeah so for me i watched i crossed 29 titles off my watch list which is good oh which is good nice. i also added 70 movies to my watch list oh okay uh so the watch list okay so i'm gonna put this here watch yeah. list uh so my ratio of uh, of watched to added Sam, is you watched how 41 many? or sorry 0.41 <laughs> how many <laughs> 29 watched 29 crossed off the list yeah 70 added to the list 70 added okay uh manny watched 169 off your watch list yeah uh and i added 310 yeah so neither of our watch list got any smaller this year no because <clears throat> it was hard it was hard for me because because I try to watch so many movies for the f- for the podcast for the film years that we do, I add every movie in there. Yeah. So I can just perchance if they hit a streaming, I can find out when it. I can see that it's on streaming. So, I wonder if like if if you remove movies from your watch list, not by watching but remove them, does it remove numbers from that list? I would expect that it does, but I'm not sure. All right. Um. Any others that you want to do? We could also do most watched, like uh, if you watched any movies multiple times. Oh, that was the last. Yeah, I do want to do that. Where okay. is it? Here. Okay. Where is that? Uh, after first and last film. Oh, that's right. Okay. We're just bouncing around the list here. Most watched. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you, there we go. Okay. Was, did you watch any movies Hold on. Uh, multiple times? Because I think you went out of your way to watch... Um, a bunch of new ones this year, but I at, did at close to 400 watches. I have to imagine there's a couple multiples in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a two, I have, I have a two way tie for for most. Okay. Um, what's your most watched film? So I didn't have any threes. I only had, I only had two watches. Okay. And I, I had a four way tie for it. Okay. Uh, so two all, all movies that me and my roommates all really like. <laughs> okay, fire away. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. <laughs> you guys watched that twice? Yeah. Well, technically, watched it twice, and then I watched it on Christmas Day with my siblings. That's disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Um, hairspray. What? Yeah. Hairspray twice. Jesus Christ. Bo Burnham inside. Okay, that makes sense. And you'll like the last one. Hold on. Uh, hairspray. Bo Burnham. And what's the last one? And the 52 in review best picture. Coda. <laughs> Booksmart. Oh. Booksmart. <laughs> Booksmart. Smart. Cool. Booksmart. Uh, okay. So Those I have. all had two. I have a two way tie for first with three. Mm. Top Gun Maverick. Watched three times. Yep. Okay. And all honesty, it would be more if it had hit uh, home video or um, Blu ray disc sooner. Sounds like I need to watch it for the first time. Uh, and Coda. Oh, wow. I think I only watched Coda once this year. I watched it three times. Well, I, apparently I only watched it once this year. All right. That was great. Yep. We'll have the, I'll have those on the list, and we'll do it every year going forward. Cool. I'm sure that was horrible. Yeah, that was the last the last 15 minutes. Nobody's listening to this still. No. The last 15 minutes have been rough. No, no. Um, Sam, 
What's going on next week? Next week, we are going to be talking about a really bad movie, apparently. Apparently? Apparently. According to uh, Golden Raspberries. Yeah. The, uh, the 1991 winner for the award. It's Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Yeah. Now, I have seen this. I haven't seen this probably since about 1996 or so. As always, when Sam hasn't seen a movie... We like to play the game. Sam, what's the movie about? Okay. I always like to give context of what I do and do not know about this movie. All that I know about Hudson Hawk, man. Yes. Is this in my hand right here? Yes. Uh, what I am holding in my hand, for those listening, is uh, is the Blu-ray of Hudson Hawk, yeah. which Manny has just so generously given me. Yes. Uh, I am looking at uh, Bruce Willis in what appears to be a fedora and uh, black sunglasses. Yes, that is correct. And there is a little cartoon of a man swinging on something. And the the, <laughs> the caption, shy, sensitive, law-abiding, polite, respectful. I don't think so. Interesting. Manny, that gives me no fucking info on what this movie is about. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, go ahead. Prior to me giving you that Blu-ray, did you even know that Bruce Willis was in it? No. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So, judging by all of that, which I just read off to you, I am going to predict, uh, well, I mean, the fedora, I hope, I hope means that this is set in like the 20s or 30s. Okay. I suspect it's probably not the case. You don't like fedoras? Well, I mean, there's this, uh, in the 90s, they were very trendy and then very not trendy. It was, uh, I don't know, like uh, the whole swing dancing revival Mm -hmm. of the 90s kind of leaves... Kind of leads me to believe that any movie with a fedora in it that takes place in the 90s revolves around that. Okay. Is this about swing dancing? I hope not. There is a man on what appears to be a swing on the cover, so I uh, I really hope. Uh, is this about swing dancers? Let's say it's about swing dancers, but then okay. that doesn't tie into the caption that says he's law-abiding, question mark. I don't think so. So I don't really fucking know. Let's say he's an outlaw. Who's also into dancing. An, an, a dancing outlaw. A dancing outlaw. Okay. That's what we're saying. All right. The dancing outlaw, Hudson Hawk. Perfect. I guess we will find out how <laughs> close you are to Hudson Hawk, the dance, dancing outlaw movie. That's right. Perfect. Uh, I'm looking forward to... I won't lie. I'm looking forward to revisiting this. Okay. Uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you give us a five-star rating and a positive view... It will help increase the profile of our podcast, allows more people to find us, which we need. You can also give us a review on Spotify, which we greatly appreciate. It only takes mere, like, 20 seconds of your time. We would really love it if you did. We truly appreciate everyone that listens. Uh, you can contact us uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Sam underscore Manny underscore movie. You can contact us on email at sammanymoviepodcast at gmail.com. If you also want to uh, give us your stats on Letterboxd, we would love to I would love them. to see that. Me too. We eat that shit up. Yeah, we really, really do. <laughs> I, I'm not even lying. If you are listening, I would love to get your stats on Letterbox. You can uh, follow us on Letterbox uh, at Sam Reimer and Manny42, respectively. Uh, and that is everything. Once again, uh, the year has been wrapped up. I would love to give a huge thank you and all my love and appreciation to my co-host, Sam Reimer. Uh, an incredibly fun year yet again. Uh, I love doing this podcast with you. It is an absolute joy. It brings me so much pleasure. Uh, and a thank you to our listeners, uh, all four of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Manny, I, I just echo the same sentiment back at you. It was another successful year for the podcast. This was, I think, the first year 
in the history of the podcast where I, I needed to take uh, an extended hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do this every week and we love doing it. This year, life got a little bit too busy for me. Yeah. Uh, who knows what the fuck's going to happen this year? Yeah. So that's the beauty of life. Nobody knows. But all I know is that I love doing this podcast with you and I'm excited to keep doing it. Me too. Me too. All right. For the Samuel and Manuel movie podcast, I'm Manny Manuel. My lords, my ladies, and everybody else here not sitting on a cushion, I'm Sam Reimer. Adios!